This is Brother John Mitter. I greet you in the precious name of Jesus. I pray everyone's doing well today, and I want to try, if I can, to uh, pick right back up where I left off last week. I was amazed at how time uh, got by so quickly. I was preaching, and I looked down, and and we were within probably 30 seconds of uh, running out of time. But I want to encourage you uh Listen to this broadcast. You can get this broadcast on your cell phone anywhere you are uh, if you have Internet. So uh, go uh, to the uh, website of the radio station. Check it out. Uh, WLJA in Jasper, Georgia, 101.1 FM. And check it out and see how to download the app. And you can get this broadcast up. Friends and family anywhere in the United States, all over the world, get them listening because I believe this word is going to instruct us, it's going to teach us, it's going to lead and guide us how to come forth and what God is doing. But as I was talking last week, I was in verse 5 of 1 Corinthians 12 and it says, and there are differences of administrations that I was explaining what the offices are. But, you know, in verse 4, Paul said these gifts, their diversities are differences of the gifts, but they're the same spirit. They're diversities of administration, but the same Lord. Uh, and there are diversities of operations. So you've got diversities of gifts. You've got nine different gifts. You've got uh, five uh, main offices or, or ministries or ministry gifts, which are the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastors, teachers. You got those, but also inside the church, you have many helps and governments uh, along with your main ministries. So there are many things that the Spirit of God does in the church. It just does not come in you and cause you to speak in tongues. I believe in tongues. But there is nothing in the Scripture, and I know this is going to aggravate some of you, but there's nothing in the Scripture that says that tongues are the initial evidence of the Holy Ghost. Those men received the Spirit of Christ. Did they speak in tongues? Yes. But you don't see Jesus going around speaking in tongues, and he received the Holy Ghost. You don't see him speaking in tongues everywhere he went. You don't. You only see the instances where the Holy Ghost was poured out upon the people in Acts chapter two, when uh, when it happened, they spake in tongues. In uh, Acts the eighth chapter, when Paul received the Holy Ghost, there's no evidence that he spoke in tongues. The house of Cornelius chapter ten, they did speak in tongues. In, in the book of Acts nineteen, uh, when he uh, prayed for and baptized those twelve at Ephesus. Yes, they spoke in tongues, but they also prophesied. So get rid of this stuff that you've got to put these labels on things and, and get filled with the spirit of the resurrected Christ and ask God to gift you, ask Him to anoint you, ask Him to fill you up uh, with His spirit, with His nature, with His mind, uh, and with these gifts because you need these gifts to function. Now, there are diversities of operations. That means the gifts operate different, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. There is only one God. He works through us all. 
but the manifestation. That word means revealing or being brought forth. Uh, by extension, a bestowment, manifestation, expression is what the original Greek says. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit withal. Uh, when I was young in the Lord and I was coming up and being instructed in ministry and learning, I was around ministers uh, back in the 70s that, that operated fluently in the gifts. I don't even know what's out there today because I don't get to hear much preaching. I don't get to uh, go to church that much because I'm always in church ministering. You know, you people that get an opportunity to go sit under the Word and hear the Word preached and hear the Word exhorted on, you need to count yourselves blessed and lucky that you have time to hear the Word preached and explained and taught because anything that I get to feed my soul, I've got to get it from the Lord myself in prayer and study because I just don't get that much opportunity to be fed on the living Word of God. But when Paul said here in verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12, but the manifestation or the revealing or the coming forth or the working of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with them. And we all know what that word profit means. It, it means to prosper. It means to uh, uh, grow, to gain. Uh, the word withal here means to bear together, to contribute, to collect, to conduce, especially uh, take advantage, be better for, bring together, be expedient, be good. So uh, Paul says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to bring you forward, to help you uh, grow, to help you uh, further what God has put in you to profit with or to profit in your ministry, to grow in the ministry, to grow in the anointing and the working of the Spirit of God. You don't start out with a gift and have the fullness of it. You don't start out with a gift and, and understand how it operates. The only way the gift of God becomes perfected in your life is through leadership of the Holy Ghost. It's through operation of the Spirit it's the same way with speaking in tongues. There's a lot of people I know and been around them for years. I've been serving God 47 years and I've seen people that's got the Holy Ghost and they said a few words in tongues and because they were never taught to pray or mature or grow or pursue that, 20, 30 years later, they're still speaking in those same syllables, those same few words of tongues, still got the same feeling of the Spirit of God that comes on them. So uh we need to grow. We need leadership to grow. And you can't grow unless you have teachers. You can't grow unless there is the apostolic and the prophetic ministry leading and guiding, establishing doctrine. People today don't even know what right and wrong is anymore. They're not taught. All they do is go to church. They sing. They shout. They, somebody may uh, prophesy a few words and, and get hands laid on them. And it's just like it's gotten to be tradition. It's gotten to be form or doctrine. Some of y'all know before you even go to church. Uh, who's going to sing? Who's going to be shouting? Who's going to be dancing? 
who's going to be talking in tongues. I mean, it's got to be a tradition. There's very little that happens in church anymore that's led by the Spirit of God, and it's wrong. We need to come together in prayer. Try coming together in your church in prayer, going to prayer, not having a set way to start the service, not having a set form, not having everything laid out for you in a dry format from beginning to end. You can't write a program for New Testament church at LJ. You can't write a program for Word of Faith Deliverance Tabernacle in Fort Payne, Alabama. We don't operate that way. We come in, we go to prayer at usually around 1030 uh, in LJ, and I'm sure it's about the same in Fort Payne. But we go to prayer and we seek the face of God and we get in prayer and we let the Spirit Lead us in prayer. If the Spirit lifts around 11, we start. If it's 11.15, if it's 11.30, however the Spirit moves and whatever it moves, uh, different ones start the service, different ones exhort. We don't have that many singers, but if they're there and God moves on them by the unction and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, I, I do not believe in people singing to entertain you. I do not believe in people singing I, to try to motivate you to worship God. I believe in being led by the Spirit. There's a lot of people that just want to come to the house of God and have what they call good church. They expect to sing. They expect to shout. They expect to praise God. They expect the Spirit of God to work them up into a high praise or worship. And if it doesn't work that way, then somebody in the congregation tries to work it up. You do not have to be shouting and running the aisles and feeling what we call goosebumps or glory bumps or have excitement to be under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Too much emotionalism and drama is now working in the church. It's now working and causing people to think it's the anointing. Too much drama and people are not getting help. They're not getting the work Word fed to them. I, uh, people ain't even on the sincere milk of the word anymore. Right? They're, they're not getting the strength, the substance, the nutrition uh, spiritually that they need. And this has got to turn around. Uh, this has got to turn around. You can't uh, go online and get a sermon or listen to somebody else's sermons uh, and then go to church and preach them. It may not be the word uh, that God has for the people people for that hour. Uh, People needs change. The manifestation uh, of the Spirit changed. You can't have the same type service day in and day out. uh, Week in and week out because the Spirit of God uh, does not work that way. I know ministers that they go and have revivals. uh, They have their messages set for those revivals. uh, They preach the same word the same way uh, in almost every revival. I can take a a word that God gives me uh, and I can preach it and I can go to another revival and I did it uh, when I was an evangelist. 
And if God moved on me to speak that word, I'd take the same scriptures, I'd preach it totally different. The manifestation of the Spirit of God uh, would be totally different and God would bring uh, uh, His workings of His spirits. Uh, if I was there five nights, God had moved different all five nights. I uh, moved different in every service. I mean, why the needs of the people are different. Uh, what God needs to do in working people's lives is different from service to service side. And there's many of you, you know what I'm talking about. If you are a person of prayer and seeking God, you can study and pray uh, for days and hours and go to a service side. Stand up in the pulpit, open your pulpit, open your Bible and begin to speak. Uh, and the Spirit of God will take you a completely different direction. Uh, take you to scriptures you don't even have marked. You have not even studied. Uh, and begin to speak to you things that never came to your mind in prayer. That is being led by the Spirit. That is being flexible. But I have seen preachers mark messages, get in the pulpit and the Spirit of God try to change them. But they stick with what they studied in prayer. They stick with it. They preach it. They bring it out whether it's the mind of the Spirit or not. Wrong, 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 wrong. Church has become a form. It's become Doctrine has become tradition. It's become dry and dead. It's become a form. You start it the same way every time. You go through the same things. Every time you go through a season of singing, of testimony, of exhortation, and then the preacher comes out and preaches. And then you go home. It's dead. It's dry. It's organized. It is not the working of the Spirit of God. We start with prayer. Sometimes Sometimes we'll move into singing. Sometimes prophecy will begin. At the very first part of the service, we try and create this atmosphere for God to move. I remember a couple of years ago at our church, the Lord began to deal with my wife, and He was working in her, and she was trying to get to that certain feeling, so to say, before she would minister the way she felt like God was wanting to uh, bring it out and uh, and later I believe it was she got to talking to the Lord and she said well uh, uh, she said uh, I was trying uh, to wait to that atmosphere or set the atmosphere right. the Lord spoke back to her and said I am the atmosphere right. when Jesus and those apostles was walking in the streets and uh, going in homes uh, did you know Jesus ministered in many homes uh, the Bible said he came into Capernaum I believe it was in Mark the second chapter and there were so many people in the house in one place it says there was not so much room as even to raise your hand and eat bread but they, if it was noise that Jesus was in a house they packed it out many churches were in people's homes in the New Testament and they gathered and they prayed and they studied and they worshipped yeah there was many uh, places that Paul and those apostles went uh, that great moves of God hit the city and it turned
turn the worlds upside down. We will see that again, but it's got to start in prayer. It's got to start in seeking God. It's got to start with us. Going back to government, going back to leadership, going back to wisdom and knowledge and understanding and learning the works of the gifts of the Spirit that we will not be ignorant. And I'm now in uh, verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 12. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with them. And when I was an evangelist, uh, and it took me years to get gifted, I have no confidence in people that go out here and get saved in six months, in a year, they're uh, having dreams and visions, and they're ministering to everybody by what they call the gifts of the Spirit. I fasted and prayed continually when I come to the Lord. Uh, I've probably done uh, two or three 21-day fasts a year. I do at least one 40-day fast a year, and I, I fasted nearly three days a week, every week, just as a dedication, as Paul said, to buffet my body. That's the way I lived my life for years and years and years and years uh, on end. I lived that way. I fasted. I prayed. I sought God. I still pray and seek God. I can't fast uh, the way I used to. You get older in years and it makes it harder uh, to fast like you want to. And I can't fast like I want to. So now I wait for that unction of the Spirit. But there's nothing wrong with two or three days a week fasting as a dedication to keep your body buffeted, to keep your carnal mind put down, uh, to keep it uh, under subjection to the Spirit of God. But when I, and I, I it took me years uh, to become gifted, right? Between seven and eight years, I noticed the gifts starting moving. Did I pray for people? Yes. I prayed for healing. I prayed for miracles. When I first started preaching, I believed in it. And back then, I probably had 10 or 15% success uh, because I was young in the Lord, didn't understand the workings of gift, wasn't strong in faith, but I did believe God. And when people had faith, and they put it with my faith, and then and God honored that faith, He moved forward. But now... Uh, after all these years of prayer and faith and building, there's just something in me. Usually, uh, it's 90 to 95% successful when I minister, uh, by the gifts of healing or by the gifts of miracles or by that gift of faith. And, and back then the gifts, uh, begin to make, made manifest in my life. And when I was an evangelist, I used, uh, Faith, miracles, and healings. That's what profited the ministry more. And that's what Paul said. The manifestation uh, of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with. When I became a pastor after over 20-something years of evangelizing. That's the reason I don't understand you people that just want to run out here and get you a building and start preaching and call yourselves a pastor or open a church in your home when you have no experience. When you start a church, you are opening the door to people's problems, their hardships, their warfares, their uh, uh, everything they're going through, everything they're dealing with naturally, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially. And if you're not in a place to give those people the wisdom 
and the knowledge and the understanding by the Spirit of God, you will shipwreck them and God will hold you accountable for that person's blood. When I, uh, the Lord instructed me after 22 years of serving Him in ministry and I had preached hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of services and the Lord put me to pastor, it was an eye-opening, awakening experience uh, And I had to learn many things. But if it wasn't for the experience and the foundation that was already under me, and that's what I don't understand. you uh, People that have hardly preached, you don't have the operations of the gifts fluently in your life. You've not served God long enough to come forth in these gifts and the working of the Spirit of God in you. How do you step out here and do these things? You have got to be led by the Spirit of Christ. Got to be. So as when I become a pastor, then the gift of the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits come more fluently. I have all nine gifts working in my life because I've covered all areas of ministry. And... and they work now in my life fluently. Uh, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. A lot of people don't understand the word of knowledge and wisdom. They call it personal prophecy. There is no such thing as personal prophecy. The Bible says prophecy is for the edification to the church. Just because you've got a gift of prophecy does not make you a prophet or a prophetess, does not give you the ability to prophesy to the church. There is no personal prophecy. The, the, the gift of the word of wisdom, the gift of the word of knowledge and personal ministering is what a lot of people refer to as the gift of prophecy. It's not. But let me exhort you on this. If God shows you a situation that's in somebody's lives and he works in you in the gift of the word of knowledge, then you have to discern by the discerning of spirits to know if that person can be ministered to by the word of the gift of the word of wisdom. And it doesn't do you any good to minister to somebody the knowledge of their situation, what's going on in their lives, if you don't have the gift of the word of wisdom to tell them what to do to be led by the Spirit of God and how to operate and come out of that trial or that situation and circumstance. So the gifts work together in threes. The word, the gift of the word of wisdom, the gift of the word of knowledge, and the discerning of spirits work together as a group. Faith, healings, and miracles work together. And tongues, prophecies, and interpretations work together. And you need one gift to come together and work with the other. It needs to support one another. It needs to work together. These are the things that are not taught. These are the things that people don't know. These are the things when God starts dealing with young ministers. They have nobody to lead them, guide them, and instruct them. They have nobody to come to. So uh, you, you, you see people struggling. You see ministers struggling. You see them now. It's just all emotion. It's just all excitement. It's just all working up a crowd. It's just laying hands on people to get them to speak in tongues. All this is wrong. All this is doing nothing 
but working up excitement in people's flesh and you're not feeding their souls. You're not giving them a word. You're not getting them grounded, established, and settled in the Word of God that they can withstand trials and troubles and heartaches and sorrows and we're all going to go through them. The Bible tells us that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord deliver them out of them all. We're going to go through uh, things that we need God to move for us. We're going to go through uh, bouts with diseases. David said in Psalms 103, He forgiveth all of my iniquities, and who healeth all of my diseases. He redeemeth my life from destruction. He crowneth me with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies my mouth with good things. All these are benefits. The benefits of the Lord are new every day. He loaded us daily with his benefits. If we are in relationship, if we are seeking God, if we are coming aside and giving ourselves to prayer and study, he loads us daily with benefits. There are blessings and promises that have been given to us, but God requires something on our part. You can't just go out here and repent and yeah, say you're saved and then go out and live your life to suit yourself and follow the God of your imagination. People want to live their lives as they please. They want to do what they please. Uh, and they want the blessings of God, the prosperity, the health, the strength. They want God's goodness. They don't want to go through any trials, troubles, tribulation, storms, upsetness. They don't want to go through any heartaches and sorrows. That is you serving a God of your imagination because the God of reality does not work like that. You check anybody's lives in the Bible. I, I mean, I just told you that scripture. The Lord said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. The righteous cry and the Lord heareth. He brings deliverance. Uh, Paul said in Acts 14 and 22 that through much tribulation we must enter into the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is not going to heaven. The kingdom of heaven is not going to heaven. It is getting Christ revealed in you on this earth. Heaven is a place. Do I believe that people go there? Yes, I do. But it is totally uh, something completely different from the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. So we need a lot of teaching. We need God to open our understanding in many things, in many areas, and we need God to move in many circumstances and situations that we will not be ignorant. So you go on in verse 8, and Paul says, For the one is given the Spirit by the Spirit, or by the Holy Ghost, the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. Now those are uh, those are the tongues that works by the gifts. You uh, give out a message in tongues and then you uh, work in the interpretation. You don't see that much anymore, but it is still uh, two of the nine gifts. Everybody just wants to use the gift of prophecy. The gift of prophecy and the spirit of prophecy are two entirely different things. But Paul goes on in 11, verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 12, But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit, 
dividing to every man severally as he will. God puts different gifts, different operations, different administrations in different lives, in different ways so the body of Christ can flow together and one person is not trying to do the whole thing. That's the reason we need the operation of the gifts. We need the government. We need leadership. You're not going to have an apostle and prophet in every church, but you should have them for a particular area to bring government and leadership and to oversee churches that they've established. And to when Paul went into a city, he didn't go in for a three-day revival. I mean, him and him and Barnabas and him and Silas. I mean, uh, Peter. Uh, any of them could have went to a city and had a great revival. Look what happened with Philip in Samaria. Uh, Philip went down Samaria, the whole city turned out. He could have left there in a few days, had miracles, healings, deliverance, shouting and praising God. But what happened? Peter and John came down and they were baptized in water and then the Holy Ghost fell on them because it says, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them. And I believe that they started a church there. I believe they ordained elders there, or they sent somebody back into labor. You know, there were many apostles. It wasn't just the 11. There were many apostles. The Bible talks about them. Paul talks about them, that they were apostles in Christ before him. Some of them names we know. Some of them we don't know. But we've got this thing in our mind that has put God in a box, uh, that has put the working of the ministry in a box, uh, and we've got these designs on God that God has to move this way or that way or when we want him to or how we need him to, and we're missing the working of the Spirit of God to bring us in fulfillment, bring us in fullness and maturity and the perfection, which you look the word perfection us. Up means maturity and completeness. So these gifts were put in the body to operate in different vessels through different administrations by different operations. And it goes on in 1 Corinthians 12 and 12 and starts telling you about the body and how the body operates. For as the body 